Hi there, I'm Shelly, a military wife and a mother of two. Hola, I'm Cindy, missionary to Mexico for the last 30 years. And we're really glad you listeners are coming along with us each week on this journey of discovering what really matters in life from a biblical and a practical perspective. Thanks so much for tuning in to our show each week. For some of you that this is your first time, we're really glad that you have joined us, and we're just delighted in how God is blessing the podcast over the past couple of years. Our episodes are different from one week to the next, and I really like that because there's some fluidity and flexibility. One week we might talk about a certain topic, and then the next week we might have an interview. So I appreciate that you all join us, and I'm excited for today's episode, though, as we talk about habits. Well, you know, welcome to the new year, and we're in January, and we're about midpoint in January, and so all those New Year's resolutions that people make all, by this time have already gone out the window, and so today we'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, just different habits that we form in our life and how to keep going with those good habits and how to keep renewed in those different times, and as we talked last time, um, some of it is too, uh, even though you slip up one day, doesn't mean you have to slip up the whole year. So that's sort of where we're going today, right, Shelly? Yeah, exactly. And I think setting ourselves up for success and keeping ourselves accountable with some of the habits that we want to do, that's really key. And I think that's really important to just ensure that we will reach the goals that we have for our lives. Right. And I think one thing to remember is is this, um, in order to form a habit, it's not by us doing it one time. Those that study habits say that it takes 30 repetitions to make it into a habit. And so if you've made those New Year's resol resolutions and you've already maybe messed up a little bit, then... Um, guess what? You can start over. And so that's probably what we want to, you know, hit on more than anything is, is how do I keep faithful to things that I really feel that need to change in my life? And, and, um, you know, and even in the Christian life, we think, oh, one time of having victory, I need to have victory all my life. No, a lot of times it takes repetition, repetition, repetition until that new thing becomes part of my life. Yeah. And, God has an order to everything, right? Like he didn't just randomly, haphazardly create the world, but he has a purpose for everything. Um, the Bible even talks about it in Ecclesiastes where there's a season, there's a time for mourning and a time for laughter. So yeah, I think just being intentional in habits that we do want to form, that's important. So how can we decide what is a habit and should be a habit or just something that we just need to get over it? Well, you know, I think it's not a question to any of us that so many current events are leading up to, you know, the trumpet sounding. And so I think the better or a good question to ask would be, okay, if the Lord comes tomorrow, what do I want to be found doing today? You know, because, um, like I said, the, the current events are leading to, you know, the Antichrist coming and taking over. And so, you know, our goal as Christians, what should it be every day? Our goal should be to be becoming more like Christ and also to be able to, you know, help others to know him or to become more like Christ. And so I think the way we could 
maybe define a good habit to have is what is something, what is this thing leading me to be more like Christ today? Yeah, that's excellent. What's our motivation? What is it that gets us out of bed each morning? How does it help us in planning our day? So yeah, that's excellent approach is seeing it from God's viewpoint. You know, and I think one of the things that's kept me going, you know, in the ministry, because, you know, unfortunately, ministry is not all flowers as it is painted, you know, and we as missionaries are not heroes, you know, that don't struggle. Um, But the thing that has kept me going over the years has been the simple idea of that day I stand before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And in that day I stand before the Lord, you know, do I want to stand with my hands, you know, empty? Or I want to have something to do. Not that we have a work salvation, but out of gratitude to the Lord, you know, my desire is to give back a little bit of the much that he gave to me. Right. I think of the verse 1 Corinthians 4, 2, where God's word says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So any moment... Christ could return and take his children to heaven, are we prepared? You know, we could be in a car accident or something could happen to us and we could leave this earth. Are we prepared to meet the Lord? And exactly what you said, you know, knowing that one day we're going to be accountable for what we do. And it's such an important matter with the Lord. It really does matter to him how we take care of what we have and the habits that we do develop in our own life. Um, another passage in the Bible, Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. And we're not going to read it here on the podcast episode, but I encourage you listeners to go back and read that passage where it talks about a master, a Lord, had some talents and he gave them to each of his servants. And he expected them to do something with those, right? To make them grow or better that money, that talent that he had given to them. Two of the men used the talent and it grew for them. And the other man hid it and never did try to develop that talent or um, make it grow in any way. And the master was pleased with the ones who actually tried to develop it. But the man who hid it, The master was not pleased with it. I think of verse 23, where the master said to the servant who had grown the talent, and he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I think, Cindy, that's what we want to hear when we stand before our Lord and master, that we do want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So how can we get to that point of knowing that we are being faithful, that we are using the abilities, the talents, that we are creating good habits in our lives? How can we get to that point? Well, I'm going to go here, um, and I think it answers the question, but in maybe in a roundabout way. A lot of times we get stuck, and mm-hmm. we, we can't get out of a certain thing, or we know we need to do a certain thing, and we don't do it. And, you know, of course, I help in a lot of people with counseling and different things like that. And the one one time, um, the one lady that that came up with this was really good. She was having a lot of trouble with depression and you know um, different things in her life, and they had gone into financial ruin, and she thought her life was over. And every morning she would, or every night she tell herself, "Tomorrow I'm going to get up," and she couldn't get up. And she was watching a TV program, you know, and and she saw a rocket take off, 
And she thought, tomorrow I'm going to use that idea and I'm going to count backwards. And when I reach one, then I'm going to get out of bed. So she was five, four, three, two, one in the morning and she got up Hmm. and she found it very effective for her life. And then she started using it for the people she was helping. And one day she, she got brave enough to, to talk about it on a program. And a doctor explained to her exactly why it worked. He said, when you think maybe negative or something you can't do, you think with the back part of your, your brain, when you start to count backward, you think with the front part of your brain. And so you pull your brain out of that cycle of thinking negative. Because he says, if you get to six seconds, your brain will prove to you why you can't do this or why you're a failure. For example, you ask yourself, why am I so dumb or why why don't I do things better or etc." And if you allow that thought in your mind more than six seconds, your brain will tell you because of this, this, and this. But if you use this, this concept of five, four, three, two, one, and at that moment, get rid of that thought, or at that moment, decide, okay, when I reach one, I'm going to do this, then um, it, it works. And I've done it with many people that have struggled with maybe doing something that's hard for them, and even for myself, and it really does work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a, we all have something in our life that we don't appreciate or we don't like to do. And by that counting backwards, then what you do is you change your your focus and your mind. And so that's one idea that helped has helped me a lot and has helped the people I work with a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's a mind shift. And yes. it sounds like really those small habits that we do can have a big effect. Like think of an airplane pilot, right? So you get on an airplane in Denver, Colorado, and you want to fly to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, if the airplane pilot is thinking, okay, I'm just going to veer off course, just say a foot. By the time he gets to Minneapolis, or you think he's going to Minneapolis, but really he's ending up in Raleigh, North Carolina, <laughs> then what he did at the beginning by getting off course just a little bit affected that long-term result. And so you'll be very surprised when you think you're getting off at Minneapolis, Minnesota to realize, no, because the pilot just changed course that little bit, it affected the end result. So that can be in a positive or a negative way. So yeah, just those small habits that we get into can really make huge and lasting effects. Well, and obviously, you know, the Lord knew the importance of that in creation because we all know that if the sun was just a few, whatever, closer to us, you know, we burned to death or if it was just a little bit farther away from us. So order and design, obviously, is important to him. And so, um, yeah, it's important to the, the biggest way to change habits is the biggest thing is first getting to understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. You know, that 90% of changing a habit, you know, the 10% is taking action, you know, and so a lot if we understand why we have a habit, you know, why we're doing it good or bad, and then take the 10% of the action, which is, um, I think what the renew is about. It's about, okay, why am I doing what am I doing? Good. Why am I doing what I'm doing bad? 
recognizing that and then taking the steps to either stop doing it or start doing it. Right, exactly. And being willing to make that change. Sometimes we can get so stuck in a habit that we don't want to give it up. We aren't giving that habit up for anybody. <laughs> and so, yeah, just having that humility of heart, being willing to make the changes. Um, I think that's a big key as well. Well, and one of the, the biggest reasons why we don't change or we do change is fear. You know, people mm -hmm. say, oh, I don't, you know, the, our biggest driving fear is that emotion of fear. You know, we're afraid if we do change, this will happen. And if we don't change, this will happen. So that's, and a lot of times, the only time when we will change is when we're at the crisis. When does it, when does a change come about in our life? When we decide I'm not going to do, not going to live another day doing that, you know, and that's when the change becomes reality in our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that persistency and that consistency, being willing to change. So I ask you listeners, what is something that you think is a small habit or a small thing that you want to start making a habit? Then asking God's strength to be able to make it happen. Maybe you want to start setting aside money. Set aside $5 a week. It doesn't seem like very much, but... Wow, if you set aside $5 every week, then when you come up to the end of the year, you're going to see how that money has grown for you. And with that, I think being mindful of our money, it belongs to the Lord, right? So first of all, giving money back to Him, what belongs to Him, and He will open those windows of heaven and bless in amazing ways as well. I think when we get to heaven... You know, the Lord's going to show us that warehouse that he has up there and how much he had to offer us. But he we only did a living amount because we didn't first give back to him. Right. That's our reward. When we have made good choices, we've developed good habits. Our reward is just that satisfaction of knowing that we have pleased the Lord. We all like rewards. I know for my little ones, I like to encourage them and challenge them. You know, it might be a trip to the pet store to play with the puppies, or it might be a chance to go to a new park and check out the swings there. So we all like rewards. And just knowing that we have that satisfaction, that peace of mind that we are pleasing the Lord. Right. And, you know, the um, some of the habits we develop in that, we really don't know why we have them. And I think, you know, just, you know, looking at them, you know, the story is told about the the daughter that always would divide her roast and put it into the oven. And, you know, someone asked her, well, why do you do that? Well, Grandma always did it and, it, and it made the roast taste really good. Well, why Grandma do it? Well, I don't know. And so she finally goes and asks Grandma. Well, the reason Grandma always always divided it is because her oven was too small, <laughs> you know. And so some of those habits that we form, we don't even realize why we're doing them. You know, we just do it because that's the way it's been done. Exactly. Right. And so sometimes just learning why do we do what we do, you know, acknowledging that it's a habit. It might be putting the toilet paper roll the same way all the time, or you have a routine when you get into the car, you know, you buckle up and check all the controls. Um, we get into routines that we don't even think about them, but they really dictate our life. Why we do things will also help us keep tuned in with our passion. Mm 
mm-hmm. you know, and why you, you know, why am I here, uh, you know, in Mexico? Because to me, it's very important that these kids that, I, that haven't received love get love. So that why keeps me going even when, you know, sometimes I want to strangle them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you know what I'm talking about. So the why also is a reason why we create new habits. If we have, if we know the why we're doing it, then we'll stay faithful to it. You know, um, the idea of, well, I'll lose weight. Losing weight is a good goal, but if I don't know why I want to do it, if I develop, okay, I want, I want to do it because I want to be healthy. That why keeps me motivated. Exactly. So have a plan of action, right? I, I, Really excited. I got my planner in the mail today. I know it's January 10th, so I'm behind the power curve. But I'm excited because I like to look at a month at a time, a week at a time, a day at a time to see what do I have going on. And like I have some goals that I want to write another children's book. And I wanted to get that done this past fall. But Life happened and I procrastinated on things, so I didn't get it written. Well, I need to schedule in time each day or a few times a week. Okay, this is my block of time to sit down and work on my children's book. Another habit that I do is to run, and I will do that a few times a week. So I need to set myself up for success to run. Usually I run in the mornings. Before I get my day going and I like to listen to my Bible app or a inspirational podcast or something. And so to get ready, to get my mind mentally ready in the morning, I'm feeling kind of groggy. But the night before, I will lay my clothes out so that all I have to do is jump into them and get running. And if I don't, if I'm looking for my clothes like, okay, where's my tennis shoes? And okay, where's my... Right now it's, it's cold. So where's my hat and where's my gloves? And if I don't have that already, then it just, I get out of the mood by the time I've tracked everything down. We know that we have to develop good habits and we need to know our why, but also develop that plan of action. How are we going to make it happen? Um, and another thing interesting about this is, is, we're made, we're made in the image of God and God created everything to grow. You know, we look at everything and it has a time of growth and, you know, of course we face a lot of suicide here. In fact, we just had um, a horrible day a few days into January where six people committed suicide in 24 hours, you know, and two more tried. Um, and a lot of what happens, why that happens here is because the people have, they're not growing in their lives, you know, growing spiritually, growing emotionally, growing in their job. They just sort of become stagnant and that, that causes them to lose um, their goal in life. And so uh, the Lord made us to grow and we need to be growing. And so I think that goes along with that too, you know, uh, Part of, part of life is growing. And so uh, we can't grow in every area of our life, but just one area that we're growing in, that gives us a goal of uh, where we're going. Right. So picking up on that idea of growing, you think of a plant, right? You have to prepare the environment. So if it's not in a healthy environment, or if there's a lot of distractions, there's weeds around that plant, well, it's not going to grow well. 
And I think that's what we need to do in our own lives. We have to create a healthy environment, you know, get rid of those toxic things in our lives, those distractions, and create a healthy environment. So kind of bouncing off the idea of getting my running clothes ready. Maybe you have a goal. Maybe a person listening has a goal to eat healthier. Well, how are you going to do that? (laughs) One idea is to get rid of those junk foods, right, that are in your cubbies or in your cupboards or in your refrigerator or the freezer stash. Get rid of that junk food, that processed food, and gather those good, healthy fruits and vegetables and set yourself up for that success to be able to eat healthy. If your environment is toxic, if your environment is not in a way that you're going to be able to make good habits, then it will be easy to be discouraged and you won't feel like moving forward in your good habit choices. So I guess renew means looking at what we're doing, why we're doing it, and decide what we want to leave in our lives and what we want to take out of our lives. Right. Exactly. So as we move forward in this new year, what habits do you have, listeners? Maybe there's things that you need to get rid of. Maybe there are bad habits that you need to ask God to forgive you and just get up and renew the goal to have those better habits, make those better choices. And we here on the podcast, myself, Cindy, Paula, we do pray that as you listen to our episodes that you will be encouraged. I will put links in the show notes to past episodes that will be an encouragement in helping you make better choices for this upcoming year. And as you renew your mind and you renew your heart in God's word, that's where we will find the strength. Just God's word will enable us. It will encourage us and then get that support from family and friends or other people in a community who you know will support you in making good choices. One of the wisest men who ever lived was King Solomon. In his book of Ecclesiastes found in the Bible, Solomon talks about sorrows and the futility of a life without God. And in his concluding verses in the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Until next time, look to the Lord, because it does matter. Adios. Ciao for now.